Hello, and welcome to the Welligant Woman Podcast, a place for women over 40 who are ready to transform midlife, reimagine what's possible, and make each new decade better than the last. I'm your host, Karen Viesta, certified health and life coach. And after going through my own midlife reinvention, I can honestly say that I now experience more energy, vitality, confidence, and joy than I ever have before. Each week, I'll be sharing information, inspiration, and strategies to help you do the same. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. And I must apologize in advance because there is some construction going on in my neighborhood. And although I have attempted to figure out their work schedules so that I can kind of record around it, I have not been able to do that. So you may hear some machinery and uh, noise in the background, but we'll we'll uh, forge ahead and see how it goes. So let me ask you a question. Does this scenario sound familiar to you? You wake up to the alarm and need to hit snooze because you were up far too late the night before scrolling social media. So you get 10 more minutes and then you have to hit the ground running because now you're behind schedule. There's coffee, shower, throw on some clothes, eat breakfast, perhaps get kids ready, um, drop off at school, commute to work, or whatever else you have to do. And when you come up for air, you decide to check email and then get caught in responding to everyone else's needs and demands. So the day's barely begun and you're feeling rushed and overwhelmed and like your day is at the mercy of everybody else. This is the way that the day begins for so many women, and I will fully admit it was the way mine began for a long time too. And the sad truth is that when the day begins that way, we never feel like we get ahead of it. We feel like we're behind the eight ball all day long. And if we do this day after day after day, well, is it any wonder that so many women live their entire lives feeling as if they're rushed and overwhelmed and behind. And maybe we can run on this kind of adrenaline when we're in our 20s and 30s. And to be honest, I'm, I'm not convinced that there aren't consequences to that even at that age, but we certainly can't continue to operate this way in midlife and expect to be healthy and balanced and peaceful and productive. The costs to us both physically and emotionally are just too great because it sends us into what I call hormone hell. So let me explain what happens when we live like this. Cortisol, as you're probably aware, is the stress hormone. It's the hormone that creates the fight or flight response in our bodies. So for example, if you are in a situation, a very stressful situation or one where you're in danger, cortisol will spike. And this triggers a sort of domino effect in the body. The body responds by a cascade of other hormones uh, being released, which gives us that shot of adrenaline, which causes the body to conserve energy wherever possible. So for example, um, breathing becomes more shallow, digestion slows down, metabolism slows down. In other words, we're, we're pulling all of our energy so that we can direct it into fighting, fleeing, or freezing. When the dangerous situation is over, the body recalibrates itself, bringing itself down and returning all the systems to normal. The problem is that the body doesn't know the difference 
between being chased by a saber-toothed tiger (laughs) and a stressful morning with the kids. Once that cortisol is triggered, the hormonal response is the same. And so when we spend long periods of time in this state of anxiety, stress, and overwhelm, over time, the body loses its ability to recalibrate and bring us down. It gets used to existing in this heightened state and running on adrenaline pretty much all time, all day long. Um, and this has many consequences ranging from things like weight gain to chronic inflammation in the body, which we know leads to disease, to emotional conditions such as anxiety and depression. So needless to say, we don't want to live in this space. And we certainly don't want to wake up and immediately throw ourselves into this cycle and into this hormone hell. So what do we do to take control of our day and live what I call a hormone healthy lifestyle? I believe it has a lot to do with how we start our day, with our morning routine. Now, I know that when you hear the words morning routine, you probably want to stab me because you probably are thinking, here we go. This is where you tell me that I should be meditating and journaling and exercising and whisking up a cup of matcha tea and doing a cold plunge and saying my affirmations. And by the way, check email, get the kids off to school and drive to work all by 8 a.m. Are you kidding me? Right? That's, you know, I, I know what you're thinking because that's exactly what I thought when I was feeling so overwhelmed and so strapped for time and somebody would talk about, you know, a morning routine and and I felt pressure to do even more during my already jam-packed morning. So I totally get it. Um, That is not what I'm going to tell you to do. But I am going to ask that you become aware of number one, the effect that that kind of a crazy morning has on your hormones during a time when so many of us are desperately trying to manage the symptoms of hormonal decline and hormonal imbalance. Uh, Two, the effect that this has on the body over time. Three, the way that this makes you feel emotionally at the start of every day. And four, I want you to consider whether this in fact makes you any more productive. I will argue that it does not. And I'd like you to simply open yourself up to the possibility that you can make some very small, very manageable changes to your morning routine that will contribute greatly to your health and well-being. And I'm not talking about a complete overhaul and, you know, doing all of those things that I mentioned. So that's what I'm about to share with you. You know, these are some steps that you can take that will help you take control of your day. And I want to be clear, you don't need a lot of time. This really is not about time. It's about how you feel at the beginning of the day. And you'll design it. So, you know, you can design it so that it takes five or 10 minutes or one to two hours, um, depending on what you have going on in the structure of your day. And that is entirely up to you. So I want you to feel no pressure at all about this. Step one. So that's the first step is deciding how much time you want to take for this each morning. You know, I like to think of it as filling the tank. You know, you'd never go on a long trip without first filling your tank with gas. So think of this as your time each day to fill your tank up for the next 24 hours. And once you decide how much time you want to invest in it, then you'll want to adjust your sleep schedule to accommodate that. You don't ever want to create a morning routine at the expense of your sleep. 
Remember, the whole goal is to support a hormone-healthy lifestyle, and shortchanging yourself on sleep is not going to do that. So make any necessary adjustments to your sleep and wake times. Step two, I believe that when you wake up, hydration should be the first item of business. Sleep is actually very dehydrating. That's a long period of time for the body to go without any liquids. So hydration really is the best way to energize the body when you wake up, even if you follow that with coffee or tea. It just supports the system in so many ways. So first thing, have a big glass of water. I would say at least 16 ounces. Um, I happen to love putting some lemon and ginger into it, which makes it very cleansing and detoxifying as well. But even just you know 16 ounces of plain water will rehydrate the body and give you a little shot of energy. Um, now, step three, the whole idea behind this is to take control of our day. And that means controlling our environment and our circumstances and our, you know, quote unquote inputs so that you start the day from a place of feeling good and feeling peaceful. So think about the things that you might not normally think of, like your bedding, like the spaces in your house where you spend your mornings, like the sound of the alarm. You know, pay attention to the details in your environment and make sure that your inputs are positive ones during that period of time, whatever period of time you decided on. That means no email or social media right away. There'll be time for that later. But during this time, we want positive inputs only. Um, I would say that the next step is to decide whether you prefer stillness or movement. Um, I suppose if you had enough time, you could incorporate both. Um, but generally, I find that people wake up with a certain energy, and it's usually preferable to work with what feels most natural. So for example, I'm a morning person. I've always been a morning person. I tend to wake up with a lot of energy, and I want movement. You know, more, years ago when I tried meditating in the morning, um, for like 20 minutes or so. It, it, it was very hard for me. I just felt like my body naturally wanted to move. I felt a little bit stiff. I wanted to stretch. So after I hydrate, I work out. Even if I just do 15 minutes of yoga, I like to move and stretch first thing. So if you're the kind of person um, who likes that, then I would say try to do some kind of movement. On the other hand, if you're the kind of person for whom mornings are tough, Maybe reading or meditating would be better for you. So think about what your body needs and what you're naturally drawn to when you wake up in the morning. One is not better than the other. Both can center you and give you the opportunity to kind of tune into yourself. So it's purely a matter of personal preference. Uh, next step is to take a moment to visualize a successful day. Um, I, I know this can sound a little woo-woo, um, and I'm not opposed to that. I, I kind of like woo-woo, but it doesn't have to be weird or elaborate. In other words, just you know, think about how you would like the day to play out. Think about what you'd like to do, and more importantly, how you'd like to feel as you're moving through the day. Um, and I would try to limit it to one to three important things. You know, what are the one to three things that you um, really would like to accomplish throughout the day? You don't, want to, you don't want this to create a sense of overwhelm. Um, just consider what your real priority tasks are for that day. 
Uh, you can do this in writing. If you like to use a planner, whether it's paper or electronic, you can do that. Uh, you know, make some notes in your planner. It only takes a minute. But even just focusing on those goals for the day and how you want your day to feel sets that intention and kind of primes your mind so that your actions align with those intentions. And that's it. It's really pretty simple. Now, in the beginning, it may require some discipline to wake up early and move through this routine, but you will be surprised at how quickly it'll become a habit. And once it does, it won't require that same level of effort. In fact, I'm, I'm pretty confident that once you see the difference that it makes in the rest of your day, you will come to look forward to it and you'll regret those days that for whatever reason, you have to skip it. And by the way, that will happen on occasion and that's okay too. You know, it, it happens to everybody, but it's pretty powerful to wake up in this way because it makes such a difference in the rest of your day. Um, there is a quote uh, by Eben Pagan that says, your first ritual that you do during the day is the highest leveraged ritual by far because it has the effect of setting your mind and setting the context for the rest of your day. And I'm sure you are aware that there are lots of very successful people who swear that their success is due at least in part to having a morning ritual. You know, the likes of Oprah Winfrey, Tony Robbins, Ariana Huffington, Mark Zuckerberg, to name a few. Um, but I have to admit that while I find that fascinating, I believe that my interest in developing a morning routine did not come out of a desire to be more productive or more successful, although those are certainly some nice side effects. I created my morning routine and I stick with it for no other reason than that it feels really good. And because it feels so good, I know that it contributes to my well-being. Having a morning routine allows you to step out of the matrix of life and experience a few moments of clarity before launching into your day. Rather than beginning the day by immediately responding to the needs and wants of everybody else, you create a sense of power and sovereignty over your time, your thoughts, and your actions. So I really hope that if you don't already have one, you'll consider creating a morning routine of your own, one that helps you to take control of your day, and that brings a little elegance to your morning. Have a beautiful week, my friends. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Welligant Woman podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to subscribe. And I'd love it if you would leave a five-star review and share it with others. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode.